0: mm <laughs> Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Hit Like a Girl podcast, where each week we highlight and celebrate a different woman leader in healthcare or health IT. This week, we're winding down the Hit the Trails journey and winding up our excitement for the HIMSS conference in Vegas, so it's a perfect opportunity to share my conversation with Stephanie Denver, who's the Vice President of Engagement Strategies for the HIMSS organization. I got to admit, our own podcast journey this summer has been amplified and more impactful in large part because of Steph. Stephanie's support. She is an incredibly humble, yet very smart lady, and I'm excited for y'all to get to know her a little bit better. So let's get started. So today, I am sitting outside in a cafe with the one and only Stephanie Denver. We are in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which is close to her home. Is this your hometown? No, I'm uh, right outside of Detroit in Gross Pointe. Okay, so we met here for breakfast and coffee and have been hanging out and just sort of catching up on our summers. And I'm so excited just to kind of talk with you and share with our listeners more about what you do because it's very connected with what we have been doing this summer and so can you take a minute to introduce yourself and your piece of the health IT puzzle? Sure. Well, Joy, I'm so excited because we've been talking
1: and Zooming and video chatting all year and even, you know, been connected socially and finally we're meeting in person. So I'm so excited it's and um, it's great. <laughs> it's great. I feel like it just it was just made my heart warm. And so I'm so excited to be here. But let's see, in my role at HIMSS, I'm the vice president of of engagement strategies. And really what that entails is really building engagement with all of our members, our partners, our chapters. And it's so exciting. And part of that is I lead our working with our great chapters team, our individual membership team, and working with several people on our global health equity network. Which the network really entails, you know, looking at how we can address the issues of underserved populations. But we've started with three communities that have already been part of HIMSS, our African American, our Latinx community, and of course, our Women in Health IT, which is, you know, how we connect here. And then also I work with leading our executive engagement activities and, you know, really trying to look at, you know, even making sure women are represented as that was kind of how our HIMSS Women in Health IT started because we realized there was a a gap in pay. And not only was there, we all knew there was a gap, but the gap was widening, especially at the executive level. And that's why HIMSS initially started Women in Health IT to address that. I didn't
0: know that. Yeah. Can you give us a little bit more history around the HIMSS Women in Health IT? Yeah, it started, I think it was 2015.
1: And really just, you know, From looking at the data, we do a compensation survey, and that survey data, when we saw that, that was where it was like, oh my gosh, we need to do something about that. And leadership felt that was really important. And so we really, when we started it, we looked at how to one, create the conversation, which you guys are doing a fantastic job, right? Because part of it is having these discussions, making sure people are aware of the issues, mm-hmm. creating resources and education. And we do that through our webinars and different materials. HIMSS has a lot of resources on our website. And then also advocating for change and celebrating the success of women. And we had created our most influential Women in Health IT Awards, Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the awards we have the most nominations for and people from all over the the world nominate. And so we're really excited this year to be recognizing some amazing women at our global conference. And not only will we be recognizing the 2020 winners, we'll be, 2021, we'll be recognizing 2020 because we didn't get to see everybody in person. So it'll be a really special year this year to celebrate all of the accomplishments
0: of many amazing women. I mean, this year is going to be special for a lot of reasons, uh, but like, it's just going to be nice to see people in person and to be able to make up for lost time a little bit. Absolutely. that's Really, everyone I've talked to is so excited as this is
1: like the biggest health IT reunion, right? Right. An opportunity for us all to come together after such a tough year and celebrate, have hope for... The future, there's you know, I think if anything, we're also resilient. Um yeah. we've learned that this year. And that even you and I talking this morning, there's endless possibilities. And I think this last year's really shown us that. So I think coming together will really allow everyone to,
0: you know, drive more progress and create more change. Well, the theme for this year's conference is be the change. Yep. Right. So can you talk about any areas that are being focused on and how people can actually do that? Because I think it's a nice thing to say, but how do you actually implement that? Sure. Well, I think we've been trying to spotlight a lot of different members that are
1: showing change happening. One, we launched a new award, the Change Makers in Health IT. And so we're recognizing 12 amazing senior executives from all over the world. Many women um, that have had amazing accomplishments and really been transformers. We also have um, social influencers and even in regular members are you know, letting their voices be heard and showing the changes that are happening um, and getting involved. And it's certainly through our chapters. You know, our chapters are change makers every day. Um, you've experienced it as you've been on the road. They're the ones, you know, really making all the local activities happen and it's truly an inspiration to everybody.
0: Yeah, everybody that I've met in the, the chapters that we have visited has just been really incredible in their own way. They're really involved in the community. They seem really committed to the success of that particular hymns yeah. chapter and with the you know health concerns of that region and how they can bring people together to do more good and supporting one another and certainly as we've talked about you
1: know, mentoring chapters are a great place to also be a mentor or find a mentor too i think they organically are just that makes sense trying you know they they always if you ask they'll connect you with anybody that they know
0: and it seems like they're really involved in different types of activities I mean, from golf tournaments to these hiking things, to happy hours and also webinars and just like ways that you can stay connected.
1: Absolutely. And I think in addition to that, they do a lot of scholarships, many of the chapters, really funding the future leaders. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, which is awesome. Anybody who, you know, they're always looking for volunteers. So a way you can, you know, be the change is get involved with your local chapter and participate that way. I think that's a great first step.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, I want to know more... About you, Stephanie, because you have been with hims, you said earlier, seventeen years, yeah, how pretty. can you talk about <laughs> your journey like sure um,
1: yeah i i 'll be honest when I came to hims, I really even wasn 't even looking to leave my company. I was supposed to go to Africa, South Africa, with wow. the company I was at, and do an international conference and travel, so i a friend of mine said, "Oh, just come and interview because she had gotten a job at hims. And I said, all right, what's the harm in the interview? And I went and I was blown away by the mission when I started researching the company and the work that they were doing. And at that time, there were still paper records everywhere. I had no idea because where my health experience was electronic health records, a homegrown system. And so when I realized that... The whole world, most people had paper and the issues that were around it, I said, I've got to be a part of this because I've always been really focused on mission-driven organizations. Yeah. So the mission really got to me. And so what is HIMSS's mission, actually? Through the years at HIMSS, the, the mission has evolved. And I'm, I'm really excited because in the last couple of years when our new CEO, Hal Wolf, came in, that was one of the focus to kind of rebrand HIMSS and look at the mission and vision. And that's, I feel like it re-inspired everybody. Our new vision is is to realize the full health potential of every human everywhere. Wow. And that is huge, yeah. right? If you think about that. And that's where I think our global health equity network directly impacts the vision, right? That's how we're living out our vision because we're really trying to create equitable access to healthcare for everybody. And that's pretty powerful. Extremely. And that if we can, on some level, like that's where I think some level I'm impacting change. That's huge. And our mission is to... Re- reform the global health ecosystem through the power of information and technology. So really using information and technology as the driver
0: yeah. to drive all of this change. And people are underneath all of that. So, I mean, even with the information, part of what we've been talking about is like, how do you get the information? A lot of times that is through conversations. Absolutely. And, you know. It's, yeah, the people, the
1: people and the process uh-huh. and the technology that make it all happen, right? Without
0: all three, we're not going to drive change. Well, and you sit in a, such a unique and special spot because you get to be a connectors, right? Yeah. So you must have a really good idea of who all is involved in this large organization and basically kind of help be a matchmaker of who should know who so that they can do more good. Is that Absolutely. fair? That, that is a perfect way to think about my role. I absolutely,
1: I love it because I get the opportunity to not only internally connect, be a connecting point, but also externally. For many of my years, I was just focused on connecting partnerships, right? HIMSS knows that we can't transform healthcare by ourselves and we can't do it in a silo, whether that's internally or externally. And in order to really drive change, we've got to connect with other organizations and not reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. You and I talked about that earlier, that, you know, why waste our time. There's amazing organizations doing amazing things out there in healthcare. And so by partnering with them, we can do more and have a greater impact. So it is, I feel so honored that I've gotten to know so many different organizations. We've got over 500 different nonprofit organizations that we work with in different capacities, whether they're a member we do a really intricate partnership. And so it's pretty exciting because to learn all the great work that everybody's doing is it's remarkable. Are
0: there any projects that you can speak to that are like highlights of your career so far that you have like you're especially proud
1: of? I think one, starting our Women in Health IT, being a part of that group to start that was huge and launching the most influential Women in Health IT Awards. Mm -hmm. To me, that was a huge accomplishment. And you know, so many women that have inspired me to be able to
0: celebrate them, that has been a, a wow moment and so exciting. I imagine that just getting all the applications for that is interesting because you could go down so many rabbit holes of how many amazing, powerful women that are out there doing good things. Yes, that's like the toughest challenge. And that's why I,
1: because I was part of doing it, I do not take part in the selection criteria to keep it, you know, fair because especially knowing so many of the women, yeah, and their contributions. And so it's you know, we really make up a group of, you know, one past winners yeah. reviewing as well as, you know, different staff that have kind of manage it. But you're right, it is very tough. And each year they say it's harder and harder because there's so many great applicants or nominations. Yeah. And there's so much great work being done by women. And the one thing about the award that I love is it celebrates women at every level of their career. It's not just the most senior Mm -hmm. women. It's women starting
0: out that have driven change. I love that because it really empowers people to feel that no matter where they are in their career, they feel like whatever they're doing makes a difference and is being seen and celebrated. That like, I feel like A lot of times people question like, what difference can I make, you know, or, and when you do that, when you acknowledge them are able to nominate, you know, all levels of accomplishments, like that's just so reinforcing to continue being inspired and finding ways to impact your community in whatever way it's like right for you and
1: Absolutely, I think it's so powerful and motivating, mm-hmm. right, to other women and to hear all of these women that you can learn from. Um, and that's where we try to showcase them throughout the year. Certainly, that's one of the pieces of our Women in Health IT community where we'll do, we'll actually do a webinar this fall with them. But we definitely highlight them all throughout the year, as well as many other women and. And try to feature great topics that we're hearing people want to talk through. And this year, we really focused on maternal health as a topic for our global health equity network that certainly directly impacts, obviously, women in health IT. It's really exciting. I think that's one of the things I'm so proud of. But. You know, so many other, there's so much that I've done. And I would say even in the most recent years, we launched our global health equity network. And to me that I'm so proud of that and working with an amazing team to do that. We've had such a great team of staff and volunteers from all over the world in this last year, that has been, you know, health equity is a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And um, it's certainly the with COVID, we've seen why this, this issue is, you know, there and the importance of trying to address it. And so again, trying to have conversations educate people on the issues and trying to drive change. We've worked with our government relations team to really do a lot of things to drive advocacy and, and we helped really support the Momnibus Act. Um, and so that was so exciting
0: you know, to see some of these changes actually happen. So you've mentioned that a couple of times. And I, for people who don't know what the Momnibus Act <laughs> is, what is it? Um,
1: the Momnibus Act, it's the Maternal Health Momnibus Act that builds on existing legislation to comprehensively address the issues that are faced by black, women, black mothers because they, black mothers are dying at a rate three to four times more than their counterparts. So it's a huge issue and you know, they're
0: trying to put more funding and support to address the issue. That's awesome. So are there any details around like what kind of support? Lots of different things, but
1: mental health is part of it. Digital health tools, looking at different payment models, postpartum support, support for more community-based services, you know, really kind of looking at um, health care in general and yeah. how do we better support the community.
0: Looking at just the whole system of how moms are receiving care and kind of rethinking or trying to improve it from all sorts of different angles. All sorts angles. of different angles. That's great Absolutely. that there's like official funding
1: for that. The winning solution will be announced in Las Vegas <laughs> coming up here in August. We've done a lot of great efforts around maternal health this year, and, and certainly you can learn more at, at hymns.org and happy to, you know,
0: sure. share. Well, so what are some of the things that, I mean, we've had this question women in health IT that are also attending. The global conference. What is it that they have to look forward to within, you know, within that week? Sure. Well, we've got our, on Monday, we're doing a Global Health Equity
1: Network Symposium that folks can go to, and there'll be topics there, you know, really looking at health equity in general, but maternal health will be a part of it. There will be sessions on maternal health throughout the week. Also, you can look for many amazing women speakers that you'll see. And always one of the pinnacle events is our Women in Health IT reception that'll be on Tuesday evening. And it's usually... Talk about biggest reunions. For me, that's such a fun one to come and get to see all men and women, men supporting women and celebrating them. We also will have our awards gala, recognizing all the amazing women. And we're looking at doing some sort of, we, we need to connect on doing some sort of meetup there to allow, you know, just bringing community together. And one thing too, on Wednesday, uh, Thursday, we will be doing our mentor meetup. And it's not just for women, it's really for anyone in our global health equity network. And it's a great way to have small group conversations around topics that people are struggling with and in small group settings. It's always to me, one of the really inspiring things we do at conference every year.
0: How one, How does that one work? You sign up and...
1: We've got some mentors that people just come. You come to the room and you can get more information on the site for... It's going to be, I believe, 10 o'clock on that Thursday morning. And you just pick a table topic that you want to join the conversation. Yeah, so it's okay. easy. It's pretty easy. And if you're in the conversation, you say, Oh, there was another topic I want to join. You can switch to that topic too. Okay. Kind of casual. Yeah, very casual. But it's a great way to make connections. And even, you know, people seem to make lifelong mentors from it as well.
0: I love that. You know, I'll add, we're also doing the final Hit the Trails hike on Sunday morning. And for people that show up early, it's going to be sunrise because it is so hot. So it's like basically anybody who's either arriving super early or even Saturday before. It's going to be fun. It'll be a lot of like Absolutely. a reunion of people that we've seen on this journey as well. So... And if you haven't made your flight, or you could change your
1: flight to come that's in right. early, because I think it would be a great one yeah. to come. So also, there's great reception. It's kind of top secret. If you donate to Mothers and Medicine, you can go to a special VIP reception on Tuesday night. So that's a fun one as well. It's going to be a
0: great time. I'm just really looking forward to having, I mean... It's mixed emotions, right? Because of COVID and what we've all been through, but it is gonna be so nice to be able to see people in person. I'm glad that HIMS has taken the stance yeah. that everyone needs to be vaccinated and you know safety is definitely a priority yeah. and so that is one that you have
1: to be vaccinated and they they just put out guidelines about how, you know, to verify those that you've then vaccinated. There'll be several safety protocols as well. We'll definitely have lots of masks on hands if people that's something people, you know, still want to have. There's definitely gonna be a lot in place to ensure that safety Well, is... I think
0: people also have different levels of comfort. For so sure. I imagine how do you address that as an organization? I mean, to your point, your masks to offer people, but is there anything else? Yeah, so there, actually you'll see there'll be different kinds of seating in some of the rooms too, right? So
1: there'll be in some of the larger rooms set up where if you do want to be spaced out, there'll be spaces that if you if you are comfortable and you want to be sitting closer to someone, there'll be that option. So we'll definitely be making sure that, you know, there's different options yeah, where we're not
0: just all packed in, you know, sitting really close to each other. Right, so The general session is it going to be taking into account like setting up the chairs differently? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Our
1: meetings and logistics team is are amazing, and they've like have twenty different plans they've throughout the year that they've been working towards. But now I think they, you know, have a clear path forward, but still having making sure there's multiple options and even just, you know, food and things. You'll see more boxed lunches for different sessions and different things just to make sure people are comfortable. That makes a lot of sense. Well,
0: and it's a little bit more spread out. Hims has always been a big event. But isn't it more spread out this year? Yes, yep.
1: We're doing a campus approach. So we'll not only use the Sands Convention Center, we also will be using the Wynn, which we typically have, but also the Caesars Hotel has launched a Caesars Forum, which is also have convention center, you know, meeting rooms and exhibits. So you'll see, you're right, it's going to be much more spread
0: out in years past with less people. So hopefully it'll make sure that people are more comfortable. Yeah. Well, and two things. Make sure you wear comfortable shoes because it sounds like that's going to require a lot of walking. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You always have to make sure to wear comfortable shoes. Have
1: um, extra Band-Aids in case you get some blisters. Don't wear brand new shoes. No. That's <laughs> break in, maybe start now breaking in any new shoes. Exactly. Well, is it also divided up by topic as far as... Yeah, they have different like different areas will be stationed in places. So as I mentioned, Caesars, that'll be kind of our cybersecurity um, command center, right, okay. and different topics and things will be in that space so you'll be able to if you go to the hymns conference site you kind of see all of the different topic areas and and where you can learn more
0: i love that okay i want to ask you a couple more questions about you i love knowing about hymns but i'm like (laughs) i i also want to know about stephanie denver (laughs) and that is i like asking a couple well one given what you know and where you are in your profession what lessons have you learned or what have you accomplished that you think that you can help others hopscotch? Is there any sort of challenge oh. that you feel like, you know what, if I could do it differently or, I, you know, if I could give a piece of advice for somebody, I would tell them to blank. I think one thing is finding your voice, right? And being
1: confident to speak up for yourself. Because I think one thing, the older I get, I realize more, If you don't speak up for yourself, nobody else will. And especially as women, right? We need to make sure our voices are heard and that we're negotiating for what we want, that if you don't ask, you're never going to receive, right? If you don't try to negotiate, whether it's salary or a new position or a new project you want to lead. Mm -hmm. So I think finding your voice and making sure you use it in the right ways, you know, to advocate for what you want you know, I I don't think it's, you can do it in a positive way and drive positive impact. But I think that's so important.
0: You know, I love that. And I also think it's good for people to practice. There's something that Robin and I do sometimes where we, my business partner, will sometimes, we know that we have a difficult conversation coming up and we'll practice it. And it's like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to, let me try on this. Let me try on that. And it ends up Showing up in other areas of our life too, because now she's kind of implemented that with her, you know, young daughters of like, okay, you've got, you've got, let's practice a difficult conversation you're about to have, and you know, with a ten year old. I think if you can find that, you know, colleague,
1: friend, whoever to help challenge and push you. I have a couple of colleagues and friends who all year, the last couple of years, we've been pushing each other and being kind of that check in. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you were going to do X. Where are you on this? Yeah, holding you accountable, I think helps when you have that you know person that's you know checking in with you and practicing whatever that you need to practice, whether it's for an interview
0: or sure. well, the other thing is when you say something, you're essentially speaking it into existence, right. And so once you say something an area where somebody else can hear you, then that has the opportunity to happen of like, oh, sure. you said that you wanted this. So how far have you gone? What have you done? That's great advice. And I think prioritizing too,
1: right? Because the world is has endless possibilities. And as we talked about, there's so many things that you, <laughs> I, we all could be doing to drive change. But kind of prioritizing, what's if I could do one thing, what is it going to be? Yeah. And I think that's important
0: too because that's how you're going to make change one thing at a time. Well, I do love having and posing really big questions like you know if you have an infinite amount of resources time money etc it's something we ask a lot of our guests like what what problem would you solve and like you think like oh world hunger or world peace or whatever but then if you really play with it it's like how like what action would you take in order to solve a big problem that you see And you might be in a position to answer that. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think there's so many problems still,
1: right, that we would want to solve. I don't know if there's one that I could pick. I think that's where it's really challenging. I think... We're making progress with you know equitable pay. Yeah. And that as I mentioned, that was part of why you know HIMS Women and Health IT started. I would love to see that, you know, continue even more and we're seeing more and more organizations that are committed to making sure they have equitable pay. And I think that is so important, right? As women you know, we deserve the same as anybody yeah. else. So I would love to see that solved, but I think you know, that's where the world is There's so many possibilities. It can be overwhelming overwhelming of all the
0: things that we want to, you know, improve. But I love that the position that you're in, you don't have to just choose one, that you get to be... Somebody who's like, oh, well, let me influence this big problem over here and make special connections, et cetera. It's yeah. very cool.
1: I do love that to connect people and connecting the dots of everybody to really, while I may not be, I'm not the one driving all the change, but you helping facilitate. facilitate and yeah. connect
0: folks so that they can make these great changes happen. So if somebody wanted your job, I, like, that, like if somebody was like, you have my dream job, <laughs> how do I get that job? Yeah, I don't. I think, right, all about networking. I feel really lucky
1: at HIMSS that it just kind of continued to evolve as there was a need for more partnerships because I was the first person to kind of have that role. And part of having good communications, connecting with people, networking, you know, all key things. And every organization's a little different. I don't know that there's a specific, you know, role path, for this right. or path forward, yeah. but it's kind of, you know, just connecting the dots and finding the right people and it's all about relationship management, right? Sure. And, and finding the right folks. I mean, it's not, I think where it's challenging is it's not necessarily what I do. It's not sales. So that's a very different role. And a lot of times people, you know, when you look up, you know, relationship manager, it all ties to sales, but it's really more, for me, what I love about him is it's tied to the
0: mission and vision, right? Of moving that forward.
1: I love that.
0: I love So thank you for everything that you're sharing. I'm really looking forward to spending more time with you at the Global Conference and just kind of seeing how this whole thing unfolds after we've all been kind of... Away for so long. Yeah, I'm excited to see you
1: in, in Vegas as well as all the
0: other hit like a girl ladies. Yeah,
1: and supporters.
0: Well, if people if people want to follow your work, if they want to get connect with you online, what is the best place or avenue for them to do so? Oh, I am on LinkedIn,
1: Stephanie Denver, and uh, Twitter. It's I think Steph Denver and
0: you, hymns.org. I'm sure you'll be able to find me as well. And it's Denver, not like the city. It's with an I, right? I R. Yep. Okay. D E N V I R. All right. Well, thank you for your time today. It's been lovely connecting with you. So great to talk with you, Joy. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about us or this guest by going to our website or visiting us on any of the socials with the handle Hit Like a Girl Pod. Thanks again. See you soon. This episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird Inc.